Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com, and before we get into episode 33 of the award-winning on-demand audio experience that's never won an award, but that could all change, I'd like to say, that is the Frugal Snobs podcast. I just wanted to wish everyone a happy and safe new year as we wrap up the final few days of 2015, and we also wrap up uh, with the holiday week, the Christmas week uh, for 2015. I really enjoyed my holiday weekend with family and friends, really had a great time, hope everyone did the same. Now before we head into episode 33... I did also want to mention that we will be introducing yet another potential fade track uh, for this particular episode as a potential candidate for a new intro for the show in 2016. This particular track also comes from our very talented producer, Christina. The track is called Whatchamacallit. Now, this is not a take or a knock of any sort on or against the Hershey Candy Bar, the Whatchamacallit, so I wanted to uh, just address that now. But again, um, this particular track is one of our three finalists for a potential new fade for the show in 2016. We'll be putting out a poll at FrugalSnobs.com shortly, and you'll be able to cast your vote uh, for the fade of your preference. And again, we will be taking in your feedback and, um, of course, incorporating that into the show. So be on the lookout for that at FrugalSnobs.com. Now, everyone, my voice sounds a little bit hoarse. I'm not sure if I'm coming down with something, uh, given the weather changes here in Northern Virginia. Um, But at any rate, I'm actually enjoying a bourbon-infused hot cocoa. I'm really going to finish this out. Really nice uh, blend here. Very warm. And uh, hopefully it'll help me along a little bit. I hope everyone enjoys episode 33, which is our year in review episode. Be well. Never pay retail. Hope everyone enjoys the show. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Hope everyone enjoyed the open to this particular episode, episode 33, our year in review. And also enjoyed the intro fade, which is actually called Whatchamacallit, as I said in the open. Um, This also comes to us from our very, very talented producer, Christina. It's a track she created, like I said, also in the open. We'll actually be creating a poll at FrugalSnobs.com, and you'll be able to actually cast your vote for your preferred fate of choice. As we move into 2016, we're going to be shaking up the show. Now, as I also mentioned to everyone in the open, I sound a little bit tired. I am a bit tired, and it looks like I might be coming down with something. My voice is kind of shot. Um, So to help me out with the um, the week episode this week... Um, will be Christina. She's here with me now, so she'll be chiming in. And what we're going to be doing, everyone, is having our year in review, talk about our holiday weekend away uh, in Pennsylvania, and uh, kind of just really just talking about where we've come from, what we've accomplished this year, what we plan to do in 2016. So it's going to be a pretty uh, free-form show. But before we get into that, let me go ahead and get into the shameless plugs now that we're through the holidays. You can find out more about us at frugalsnobs.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs, on the Twitter, or Twitter, at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs, or at frugalsnobs. You can also use the hashtag frugalsnobs, all one word, to keep the discussion going. And if you'd like to see images of all the posts for all the content that we're placing at frugalsnobs.com, you can check us out on Tumblr at frugalsnobs.tumblr.com. And for all short-form content, including the video version of all episodes of this show, you can check out all of our short-form content and videos by going to videos, that's V-I-D-E-O-S, dot And again, it will take you to our YouTube channel, so go check that out. And of course, I'll get to the shameless plugs in terms of helping to support the Frugal Snobs Project as we wrap up the show today, but I'm a bit lethargic on the open. I apologize, everyone. My voice is shot. But again, I brought Christina, and we have a couple cups of hot chocolate here, um, sitting here in the studio to help us along. So say hello, Christina. Hello. 
All right. So, like I said, everybody, we actually enjoyed a holiday weekend in southern Pennsylvania uh, with my family this year. My mother, my stepfather, my brother, uh, his girlfriend, my new niece, and uh, also my stepfather's uh, sister, who that was very interesting. So we'll talk about that as well. So, unfortunately, Christina, you cannot go home this year to see your own family. Um, just due to circumstances and whatnot, and you opted instead to spend it with uh, members of my family. So did you enjoy your time? Absolutely. That's nice. It's very, very nice. Now, something that we also wanted to bring up um, with respect to the holiday uh, weekend, um, we always like to try to help out with all of the uh, the holiday meals and whatnot whenever we go anywhere uh, every year. So this year we decided to take with us to Pennsylvania a couple of pounds of um, pasta salad. Now, we've talked about the pasta salad <laughs> that uh, the Frugal Snobs make uh, before on this show, and also you can check out the recipe at frugalsnobs.com. Simply use the search widget, by the way, and you'll be able to look up the pasta salad recipe. And I believe this is an unregistered uh, post, so you will be able to see the post without having to register for an account. But at any rate, um, we decided to take a couple of pounds of the pasta salad that we rave about and that we've we've posted at frugalsnobs.com on the Make It Monday, and um, I would say they really loved it. Would you say they loved it, Christina? It seemed like they were really over it, so to speak, and <laughs> it was pretty good. Considering your uh, brother's girlfriend said she doesn't eat pasta salad and likes it, I think it went over pretty well. And the fact that my mother loves pasta salad but never gets to eat it because my stepfather doesn't eat it, um, it was a pretty good experience. Um, we actually had to s- we split a couple of pounds of pasta salad across two meals. Uh, definitely made the, made a, a centerpiece on the table, no no doubt. Um, and complimented everything pretty well. So we're really happy about that. Again, you can check out the pasta salad recipe at frugalsnobs.com. It's very basic. Uh, Christina, can you go through it right now just really quick for all of our listeners out there? Well, with the version that I made this time, it was one pound of the rotini, mm-hmm. which is the spiral cut pasta. Mm-hmm. I put in the chopper two sticks of kielbasa, which is about 10 ounces. And this chopper that you're talking about, it's just a small electric chopper? Yeah, small electric food chopper, nothing nothing crazy, nothing expensive. Obviously, since we are the frugal snobs, mm-hmm. um, I used two carrot, mm-hmm. uh, a third of a red pepper, orange pepper, and yellow pepper. So a third of each to make a whole pepper, but a, basically a rainbow pepper. Correct. And then also half a can of corn. That's it? Yes. And, and then, some dressings. Right. And so basically, I think you would use an oil or a vinegar-based dressing like Italian. Yes. And then a cream-based dressing such as ranch, chipotle ranch, uh, even probably blue cheese or something like that. Would yes. work, or even Caesar would yes. probably work. Um, and thank you for helping me out with this. See, everybody, what, it, what no one sees here at the Frugal Snobs and for the podcast is Christina does a lot of work behind the scenes, but she's helping me out because my voice, everyone, is shot. So I'm going to be balancing my time <laughs> with her this week. Um, and talking about our our year in review, so thank you so much for helping me out and help rest my voice. Not a problem. Um, but <clears throat> you heard it here, folks. It's very easy. Um, we calculated it out in two pounds, including the kielbasa, including all of the, the goodies in it, and including the pasta itself. Two pounds of the pasta salad, I think, would cost roughly, at least in Northern Virginia, maybe $4. Correct. Right, right around there, because it... For basically a quote unquote whole pepper is a uh, we're, we're able to get them right now for a dollar. It was sixty seven cents for a box of pasta, dollar for the kielbasa. The carrot would have been maybe ten cent because we get two pounds for a dollar. So ten cents. Yeah, about. Wow. And then half a can of corn, which would have been about fifteen cents. 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 Okay. Good. And then of course the dressings, which would have been about a quarter. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're using a, a wishbone or a Ken salad dressing, you're thinking about a third of a bottle of yeah. each. Yeah. So, typical 12-ounce bottle. So you're looking at, what, roughly three ounces of each? Four ounces. I'm sorry, four ounces of each. Of yeah. A third of a bottle. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. I'm very good at math. I did very well in college at it. <laughs> I had enough for a minor in math in terms of classes, but I'm, I'm tired, everybody. So I'm just trying to get this show out the door. It's our commitment to you. So four ounces of each. Yes. So you're going to eight ounces of salad dressing, 16 ounces of pasta, one pepper, right? One whole pepper. Yes, if it's <laughs> divided into thirds of, of, yeah. of different colored peppers. And we suggest you not use the green pepper, everybody. It's, it's the least nutrient-rich. And, of course, the, the kielbasa... Uh, the, the the corn and of course the carrots. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap on this because we talked way too long about pasta salad, but it's it's pretty good. Check it out, everybody, and you can check out the recipe at frugalsnobs.com. Again, you don't need to register, but I will tell everyone they do need to register for an account at frugalsnobs.com. After the first of the year, we will be implementing a paywall. We're going to be putting that in place this week. So if you want to continue receiving access to all of the great content that we post at frugalsnobs.com. You will need to register for an account. There is no negotiation here, folks. You need to register for an account at frugalsnobs.com. You can do that either using the, the registration form on the site or you can use your, your existing Facebook or Twitter accounts uh, if you prefer to use social media. Very easy to do. Get it done, folks. And by the way, as I had mentioned before, there is no excuse to register by the end of the year. If you can't do that, you need to do it. So... If you register by the end of the year, that is December 31st, this coming Thursday, you will be able to continue receiving access to all of your content from frugalsnobs.com for absolutely free for the lifetime of your registration. So uh, it's a pretty good deal. So get out there and do it, folks. Otherwise, you're going to be paying us on January 1st. We do a lot of work on this show. I think Christina can agree with that. And all we want is for our project and for our show to, of course, gain a little bit of notoriety. And to do that, we need to make money, folks. So we're putting up the payment wall. We don't feel bad about it. We do a lot of work. We give a lot of things away for free, and we've done it in the past for free. So at this point, sorry, folks, you're going to have to pay up as of January 1. Now, this show will be free for you moving forward, not to worry. But the content that you enjoy at FrugalSnobs.com, it will be a pay model, unless you register by this Thursday, December 31st, 2015. Okay, so I've given that plug as well. A little bit firm, a little bit blunt, folks. Again, I'm not feeling so well. And uh, money is our thing. Saving money, making money, that's what we do here. All right? We love what we do, but we also need to make a living at it a little bit. So I know, Christina, you work full-time, I work full-time, and we're trying to kind of make some supplement here, right? So at any rate, let's move on to our next item. So the year in review, we've had a pretty, I won't say a hectic year, but a pretty productive year, wouldn't you say? I would definitely agree with that. It's been crazy. Yeah, so... She and I both have had uh, some career adjustments that we've made. You certainly have made a career adjustment for the better, Christina, full-time with your current uh, position. I, myself, am still chugging away uh, in my role working in smart card technology for the U.S. government. Um, but I think for the whole, I'd like to focus the, the year in review really on the project mm -hmm. this year for Frugal Snobs. And it's rare where you get Christina and I kind of both on a podcast episode, so I think I kind of just wanted to sit back here, finish our cups of hot chocolate, Stay warm today. It should be actually warm today as well. And um, let's wrap up the episode and get us into episode 34, which will be falling on my birthday, folks, next week. So it'll be my birthday weekend. I'll be 34 next weekend, everybody. And we will be having a guest, and I'll get to that here shortly. So um, just ad-libbing this through. We don't have a script. It's just free-form conversation. In terms of the year of review, Christina, you said it was pretty hectic. Would you say it was hectic 
positive or hectic negative? I would say hectic positive because a lot of things happen. We got a lot of things moving and things that have really shaped up real nicely for us. That's true. And I, I think, I don't want to do a top five here, but I'd like to go ahead and just go over a few highlights in terms of the, the year in review. I would say one of them is just getting the project off the ground. I mean, we had the infrastructure in place um, in terms of the technology, the, the virtualization, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go into all the details or the geekness of it. Um, but we had the know-how. We had the technology. It's kind of like the, the $6 million man analogy of we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Well, it's no different here. We can build the project. We have the technology. It was just finding the time. So... I think we're both very pleased the project was able to get off the ground from, from the web experience perspective by getting the site up, running, uh, getting the mobile experience ready to go, and then on top of that, being able to layer in and promote positively uh, the podcast. And we'll talk about some new podcast promotion uh, coming up toward the wrap-up on this episode. But at any rate, um, I think getting the project up and running was not necessarily challenging. It was getting it out. Would you say promotion was probably the harder Part, I think. Yeah, I think that was definitely harder because with how small we've started, we don't have all the manpower we need yeah, that's true. to get things moving as fast as we would like. And we're really starting to now focus more on external marketing. Yes. And we're still going to give you the content, <laughs> but we're going to look focus a little bit more on marketing this year to really get things rolling. That's a good point. And I also wanted to... And, and you know what? I'll, I'll bring up one of our tail-end conversation items, and I'll bring it up right now. When it comes down to marketing, everybody, um, I have mentioned that we'd like to help cover production costs of this show and help support the project, and in doing so, there's three ways you can do that for us. The first way is to go ahead and take the PodTrack survey. That is a staple for the podcast itself, and it's available at FrugalSnobs.com. Click on Podcast. From there, you'll be, you'll be taken to the podcast page. You'll be able to click a link, and in five to ten minutes, You'll be able to give us some of your time and at the same time be able to provide some critical demographic data that helps us align content for this show as well as potentially align advertisers uh, for the show. I'm not a huge fan of ad copy on this show. I know, Christina, you're not a huge fan of ad copy on your podcasts either. But if we're going to have content, I would rather have the ad copy uh, really focus on products and services that our listeners use. So that's the first way. It's very easy to do, folks. I mean, give the time. We give you our time. Please give us your time. The second way that you can assist us uh, in, in really supporting this project, whether it be the podcast or the web content, is through Amazon. Now, we actually were able to promote this quite a bit while we were home this year um, with our relatives. <clears throat> and it's very easy for everyone to, of course, use Amazon. But one of the ways that you can help us out is simply by doing all of your Amazon shopping through Frugal Snobs. We hope you did this holiday season. We haven't checked stats yet, but we're hoping that we got to just a few of you at least. All you have to do, folks, to help us out is simply go to the Frugal Snobs site. On the homepage, you'll find an Amazon search widget. Search for your product of choice. Click on it from the search results. From there, you'll be taken to an Amazon landing page, and you'll be able to complete your purchase using your standard or prime Amazon account. But in doing so, you're going to be using the Frugal Snobs associate link. And with our relationship with Amazon, Amazon is kind enough to kick back a few percentage points, a few ducats in the form of a commission on the sale to help us cover uh, production costs or project costs for the Frugal Snobs. It doesn't cost you a dime, folks. It's very easy to do. And one of the things, and I'll ask Christina now how hard this might be, um, I don't think it's really difficult for us. We might want to instead place an associate link right on the homepage and let them bookmark it for all of our listeners. I think that's a good idea. Do you think it's a good idea? Well, actually, it's still on the homepage. Really? Yes, we have not taken that off yet. Well, the, the search widget's on the homepage, but 
I mean, I'm thinking a, a direct link where they can bookmark a direct link so they don't have to go to the site at all. Well, we could easily do that. We can definitely put that on there. But even this morning, I used the search widget and ordered a car jumper with an air compressor because that's and, something I needed. And did you get a good deal? Yes, I did. Excellent. So there you go, folks. Christina even used the associate link. Very easy to do. It helps us out. So please do continue doing your Amazon shopping if you haven't done so already through using the Frugal Snobs. It's the second way you can help us out. It's very easy. If you need any assistance or would like the link that I was just mentioning and Christine and I were talking about, send an email to contact at frugalsnobs.com and we'll be able to help you out. Now, the third way you can help us out is by donating directly to this project. If you go to frugalsnobs.com, click on Donate on the homepage, you'll be taken to a PayPal landing page, and through a secure payment via PayPal, folks, you'll be able to donate an amount of your choosing to the Frugal Snobs project. Like I said, we give you our time. All we ask in return is a little bit of your time and a little bit of support. Okay? All right, so that's another shameless plug. I brought it forward in the show. I'm glad I was able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say one more thing with Amazon. Why go? Why drive to the store, waste your time, waste your gas getting there, and then go through the hassle trying to find a parking spot this time of year when you can just simply sit at your computer and order? Well, you can do that any time of the year, especially in larger cities. I mean... Finding a finding a a, a a parking spot is a, a true pain, and you know what? That brings me to one thing. It brings me to something else. This week's Bonehead of the Week award. <laughs> now I've got a couple. All right. Sorry, everybody. Again, ad lib show here. It's free form. It's live, so you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> so I have talked about this Bonehead of the Week award, and people do very stupid things. And when Christine and I are out in general society. We think it's quite funny. And I've got a few Bonehead of the Week awards here. I'm going to pick a couple out of the hat here, my virtual hat. And I'm doing you know, a little hand motion, <laughs> digging in a hat in midair. And Christina's watching this, by the way, everybody. So I'm going to take out a couple. we got plenty. It's Bonehead of the Week awards. So the two I wanted to talk about, um, well, actually three. We'll go with three. The, the, the three I wanted to talk about, the first is uh, with respect to common courtesy, Okay. This morning, we were, we were taking care of some, some errands and whatnot, and one of the errands that we were taking care of this morning was getting some laundry done. Um, outside the Frugal Snobs podcast studio, we actually use some laundry facilities local to the studio. Um, it's very easy to do. It's actually less expensive that we've found. It's less expensive to use a laundry facility than to actually pay the extra cost of having a washer or dryer in anyone's given apartment uh, here in Northern Virginia. So we actually tend to use laundry facilities for it. Again, they're clean, typically, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not a big deal, and it's less expensive. So getting some laundry done uh, this morning, Christina, when you were getting your laundry done, what did you notice in the dryer? First off, the lint traps were not cleaned out. And then with the one uh, machine, someone was idiotic enough, and in my opinion, needs to take a class on how to do laundry, but they left four dryer sheets in the dryer for one load of laundry to dry it. Correct, and there was also five more sheets on the floor. What in what in what in God's name, mind you, would you be drying that you would need so many dryer sheets? I don't want to answer that question, but what I would like to say to this person is, you're getting one of my Bonehead of the Week awards. Clean out the lint traps when you use a, a dryer at a laundry facility, folks. If you are doing this, please take your stuff with you. Be mindful of time, and again. This is for anybody out there that is using a laundry facility or, period, in society, using any kind of public um, utility of any kind. Be respectful. Be mindful of time. Otherwise, 
you get one of my awards in terms of the Bonehead of the Week Award, and we'll be dealing with you in society when we're out and about. So don't you worry. We're very nice people, but we're also very blunt. So, all right, that's the first Bonehead of the Week Award. I don't know what she would need four dryer sheets for. Anyway, the other Bonehead of the Week Award I had is I received a text from a nameless individual yesterday. And Christina's laughing because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. I was mentioning to that to her this morning. I got a text yesterday at around 5 p.m. Eastern time, getting ready to basically gear up for the Washington Redskins Philadelphia Eagles game last night, which I'll get to that here shortly. And I pick up my phone, <coughs> I read this text, and the text asks me if you can freeze chicken parmesan and penne pasta. Of course you can. That is my answer. You shouldn't have even asked that. I mean, you can buy, and Christina has purchased this at, like, I think, a local Walmart or Target or something. You can purchase frozen chicken parmesan. Why would you ever ask if you can freeze it? Of course you can freeze it. All you'd have to do is stir the sauce before you reheat to make sure it's reincorporated. So if you have questions about freezing food, people, that you can purchase pre-frozen or flash-frozen, there's an issue. Bone out of the week award. Learn to freeze your stuff. All right. Third issue is around turn signals and directional signals. And Christina can attest to this when we were driving back to Pennsylvania <laughs> this week. People cannot drive, and I'm going to be blunt, okay? I understand that everybody out there thinks they're the world's best driver. And you know what? This is a perfect spot for a rant. I wanted to get one in. It's perfect. Everyone out there thinks they're a great driver, and everyone out there complains about every other driver. I get it. To me, it's funny. It's a gag to me. Because everyone says, well, people can't drive. Well, guess what? They said the same thing about you. And we saw, we saw it this week on our way home for the holidays. People weaving in and out of traffic, weaving in and out of lanes of traffic, not using turn signals. And I'm going to say something to every person out there in society with this Bonehead of the Week Award. You can kill someone, people. Use your directional signals. I don't think people get it. You can kill someone in a heavy environment with heavy traffic. And if you want that on you, that's your problem. But you can kill someone, and this is no joke. And I even said this to Christina, like, I even said, do they not understand they can kill someone if they can't react quickly enough? And if you want this to be blunt, here it is. You can kill someone, so pay attention. There. Bonehead of the Week Award, and that kind of went real serious real quick, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. If you're going to drive, you're driving a weapon. Remember that? Okay? People can die if you don't pay attention. So, there we go. Those are my three Bonehead of the Week awards. That's why I have Bonehead of the Week award. All right. Now, (coughs) next item before we get back to the the year in review is that I did want to congratulate the Redskins, the Washington Redskins, last night for capturing the NFC East Championship, defeating the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. I'm wearing my Redskins hoodie today. Am I not, Christina? Oh, yes, you are. Yes, I am. And supporting the Redskins. And now on to Dallas on my birthday for a showdown with the Cowboys in Dallas. Who knows? Maybe they'll go to their fifth quarterback. (laughs) Anyway, enough of that. But congratulations to the Redskins. Really good stuff. And uh, looking forward to next week. So, back to the year in review. I want to lighten this up a little bit. I got a little upset of this Bonehead of the Week award, especially when people can't drive. Now, uh, we talked about the project itself. Um... In terms of this show, I was going to ask Christina a few questions just to get her opinion on some things. Would you say that getting the show off the ground was a easier than you thought it would be or more difficult from a production perspective? 
considering the years of experience that I have, it was, in my opinion, easy to get off the ground. Well, gee, aren't you very confident in yourself? Sorry, I was taking a sip of hot chocolate here, folks. No way I will shut up around here. But, but let me finish my sentence. Okay. But at the same time, it was difficult because we were actually using programs that I had to learn until I got my new machine. And then I was able to get back to the old programs that I'm used to, which definitely made it a lot better of a production. Am I allowed to speak now? Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, I am giving Christy a little bit of a, of a, of a snide look, because apparently my show, yet I can't speak on my show. Anyway, I'm just giving you crap. <laughs> no, Christina and I get along very well, but... Um, I, I think from a, a talent perspective, um, I think program software-wise was a challenge for us. Uh, swapping out equipment, as I had talked about before, was definitely a challenge for us as well. New audio equipment didn't work the way we would like. Um, we've struggled to find a mic option that we really like, whether it's a lapel mic, a, a standing stick mic, a headset microphone. I mean, some of that augments my voice well and uh, also provides clarity for guests or, or other uh, conversation um, elements that we'd like to incorporate into the show. That's definitely been a challenge. And I think from where I sit in the whole process, I don't want to take the floor too much here, it's been difficult finding uh, topics that, that will engage an audience. It's, it's not easy, everyone. I mean, doing this every single week, along with full-time work on, on both of, of our accounts here, uh, it's not easy. I mean, you don't have the time often to sit down and come up with content on a Monday afternoon. You don't have that. Oftentimes, we start putting together content midweek and squeezing it in uh, to a Saturday episode. So, uh, or in this case, a Sunday morning episode. Um, it, it's tough. It, it's a tough. Uh, it's a tough uh, endeavor. But I think it's getting easier for us, getting better for us. And I think in 2016, we plan on taking the show uh, to other. Uh, really other markets, other industries, and, and really engaging a different audience. To Christina's point, marketing is going to be a, a critical point for us next year to engage new audiences through new mediums. And um, I'm also going to throw this in here as well. We are looking at moving forward with, as I mentioned before, uh, deploying the, the, the show and, and releasing it to different platforms. And in this case, we're looking at SoundCloud uh, for European distribution. Possibly Spotify, if Spotify has a decent podcasting model, but I don't want to commit to that yet. But I do think I do want to give a soft commitment uh, to SoundCloud. We're going to be looking at doing a best-of series. Because of how SoundCloud's technology syndicates content, we would like to at least engage a European audience a little more aggressively by using SoundCloud. And by doing this, we'll also be releasing our best-of series. So if what you're looking to do, folks, is really catch the best-of, the frugal snobs, or maybe a an episode here and there or a sporadic uh, uh, check on the Frugal Snobs in terms of if you're a new listener. One of the ways you can do that is through SoundCloud. Again, I'll give more details, but we're looking at probably getting uh, basically a five-episode rolling best of out the door um, on SoundCloud after the first of the year. Now, another way, of course, you can subscribe to this show, and I think that's another uh, nice year-in-review accomplishment for us, is by subscribing to this show via iTunes. All you have to do is simply hit the subscribe button at iTunes. You'll never miss an episode of this show. As I said, this show will remain free for everyone, but we can only do that if we're, if we're making uh, some degree of funds from other avenues. So help us out, folks. And also, if you're going to subscribe via iTunes, make sure you give us a five-star rating. That would be great. And also leave a positive comment. We will be reviewing comments. Be fair, folks. And also be mindful. So otherwise, I'll be giving you a bonehead of the week award uh, if you uh, use your comments 
uh, to our disadvantage. <laughs> so please do go and subscribe to the show, either through, of course, iTunes, or you can also catch the show at Stitcher, and you can also catch the show through FoolSnobs.com. The PodTrack player is available for you to check out every episode. Now, okay, getting back to the, uh, the year in review... Um, I think I'd agree with Christina that the podcast is a completely different animal, wouldn't you think, than the web content? Yes. <laughs> now, when it comes down to the video short-form content, would you say that's, again, even a third animal for us to have to basically tackle here? I mean, we've got the web content, we have the podcast, and now the short-form content and videos. I mean, it's... Is, would you say that it's, a, it, it, it's more difficult to do the video content, or do you think because we have an audio stream from the podcast, it's a little easier? How, how would you gauge that? I would definitely say it is a beast of its own. Um, it's just basically you're you're creating new content while overlaying already finished content. So it's just point. it just adds more. It's another to layer. It. It's that, another layer. Yeah, and I was gonna say <laughs> in a way where we've talked about possibly just going to all short form content, and if it comes out, it'll all be the short form. It'll be audible, but yet visual. So that way you actually get more out of it because you can see it, you can hear us, you can... Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. You can also play it on more mediums, on more devices, right? So you yes. can have a desktop web experience, uh, a tablet or transformer experience, uh, or, of course, a smartphone experience as well. And, you know, again, for those of you who are, who are dealing with wearables, which we are also, I talked about on the show before, um, we are looking for a, bear, a better, pardon me, a better wearable experience uh, moving forward in terms of how can you best catch our shows from a wearable such as a smartwatch. Um, and I think the short-form content model will be best for that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you'll be able to, of course, catch this show, of course, through through your wearable as well, so you can control your device. But at any rate, there's more to come on that as wearables are relatively still new to the market, so we're looking at different methods there. Now, I'd like to kind of pause here and, and go into a little bit of depth in terms of the effort that we put in. I've talked about it you know, quite a bit, but kind of barbs here and there. But I think for anyone out there that's looking to start a project like this, um, and I've told Christina this before, being an entrepreneur myself, um, and I mean for real. I don't mean somebody running you know, a sole proprietorship out of their house or doing independent consulting work and saying, I'm a, I'm a business owner. No, you're not. Until you officially incorporate or in some way create a legal entity, you are self-employed. That means you are not a company. It means you're a self-employed independent worker. So let me make that very clear to everyone. If I just upset a bunch of people, you can certainly send your comments to contactfoolsnobs.com, but I won't apologize for what I just said. Because <laughs> um, I always hear people say, I own a business, I own a business. No, you don't. Until you incorporate and you're a legal entity, you do not own a business. You're somebody working out of your house. Okay? Now, in our case, um, I think I wanted to dive in a little bit, and I was talking to Christina about this uh, before, that I don't think people really understand how much work this really takes. Right. Um, this is not something you sit around and say, "I want to do this." I want, and then you start a, a little, uh, you know, a little website or something like that. It takes commitment, a lot of commitment. And um, you know, it's funny because Christina, you have a coffee cup that you like to use, and I, I think it says, "Dreams only work if you do." Is that yes. correct? Correct. And in our case, they do. Um, I can tell you that we're getting a lot of positive feedback from the project, and. Christina, would you say that people are, are shocked at the things we know, the things we're putting out there, and the, and the help they're getting? I would say yes, because the thing is, companies do not advertise their rewards programs, so they go unused, so the company is banking more money. 
Companies, basically, and I don't mean to cut you off here, Christina, but I want to get this point out before it left my mind. Again, still tired over here. Companies are not in the business of helping you. Please remember that. I've said it about banks, and I'm saying it about companies. That's Why do you think they love when you, when you, when you, when you basically are given gift cards? Because they know you're probably not going to use them all. And by the way, if you do use a gift card, those few cents that might be left on the gift card, they recoup that. You do that a couple hundred thousand times, guess what happens? They make over a million dollars off of you without any problem. Now, a million dollars for a large company is not a big deal, but it's still money that you lost. Um, I think Christina's right, and I do agree with you, that more and more companies out there do have rewards programs, but they're banking on you not using it. They're banking on you paying full price. And one of the things, too, that... Christina, would you agree that the people that we've talked to that have found value in the project, would you say that those people would not take the time to go register? A for, lot of them for a rewards program. A lot of them won't, and they they don't realize how much you can really save. I mean, just looking back at my birthday weekend, around one hundred thirty bucks saved for just maybe fifteen minutes of my time. Good point. I mean, it, it it's saddening, and I think, and I'm not trying to sound rude to all of our listeners or anyone who, who enjoys our content. Trust me, we we are very grateful. I guess for us, we started this project simply because people aren't and weren't doing the things that they need to do. The first thing anybody's going to do out there, and I've talked to people about this throughout my career, first thing they're going to do is complain they don't have any money, or they're broke, and it's like, well, are you putting any effort in to not be that way? And they're kind of stabbing, they kind of look at me a little weird, and I'm thinking, listen to what I just asked you. Are you making the effort to not be that way? And then when they think about it, they're like, oh, well, no, no, I'm not making that effort, and I'm thinking, maybe you should start. And I think the, the project for us, magnifies the effort we put in to optimize what we have and to help everyone optimize what they have. And we're not here, and I think, Christina, you can get some comments here, too, because I'd like to hear your opinion. I mean, not only as, you know, my colleague on the project, but from a female perspective, even. Um, we're not here to flaunt our lives. Trust me, we are working-class people. But I think that We've worked for everything we have, and no one's ever given us anything. Would you agree no one's given you anything? No. I mean, I've never had a, like, oh, I know you, I'm going to give you a job. It's like, I've gone out, I've interviewed, I can't even tell you how many interviews I went on before I got where I am now. I'm the same way. And the thing is, everyone, that... As you climb the corporate ladder, the interviews that you will go through are going to be multi-phase. They're going to be multi-round. And to get to a final interview might take months. And that's no joke, people. I mean, this is not like working retail. I mean, to get to where we are, I mean, no offense to those who are working retail, but, Christina, would you agree that the first thing you want to do when you work retail is to get out of it? Absolutely. I mean, I, the only time I worked retail was when I was going through college because where I was living at the time, that's all there was. Small town, right? Correct. You know, it's interesting, and, and I don't want to get off a tangent here, folks, but what I'm trying to convey is that we are just regular people doing what we can to help you. And, you know, maybe we may have offended some people with some of our bluntness. Maybe we've, you know, made people feel upset because we're doing all these things that other people aren't. We're not doing this to, to, to flaunt or hurt you. We're doing this to say, look at how happy we are. Please be happy, too. And... You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, one of my relatives used to say, and again, coming from a family where my dad and all his brothers grew up on a farm, you know, my dad always said, you know, grew up on that farm was tough. And one of my relatives once told me, and he's a very educated guy, said that education is what got him off the farm. 
I think his point with that, and my point that I think we're trying to make here is that you can only do for yourself as far as you're willing to go. So put in the effort, people. We can't do it for you. It's also why we're putting up the payment wall. It's, it's enough. It, it, enough. We've given you, you know, what, eight months of content, I think, Christina? And it's like, okay, this is enough. You need to either do for yourselves now and do as we do um, or, you know, work with us to help us continue to help you. And that's one of the ways that you can do that is by, of course, registering um, after the first of the year if that's the case for the payment model. But until then, go ahead and register, everybody. we got a lot more to come. We have a lot more content to come a lot more short-form content to come to give you other methods to consume our content. So I guess I don't want to get into too much of a segue here, but I think what we're trying to say as people is that we're, we are blunt, we are the frugal snobs, but we're just regular people just trying to stretch our buck as far as it will go. We live in a very expensive city. Um, we see a lot of people in terms of walks of life here. Uh, I've talked about it before. We're not self-important like most people we've met here. And the funniest thing that we like to do is go out and get a bite to eat or go get a drink together or go grocery shopping and look at all the self-important people and say, you know what, you're about to pay four times more than I did for the exact same quality. Who's important now? Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really? Really? Self-important, huh? I hope you enjoy work until you die. I hate to say that, but that's what most people will do. They'll work until they die. I don't plan to work until I die, do you? No. Of course not. That's why you got to do stuff now. Do stuff under the age of 40 if you're out there, folks. And if you are over the age of 40, hopefully you'll keep listening to this show and we'll be able to help you out, to help uh, line some other um, avenues for you. So, at any rate, okay, so we've talked about the project itself. We've talked about the year review. I want to get into the savings side of it, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the episode uh, with a couple of plugs as well. So, um, in terms of the savings side of it, Christina, you've been keeping track of this a lot better than I have. And you said your your birthday weekend, you said, what, $130? Around that, yeah. Nice. Now, we love Harris Teeter, by the way, <laughs> our local grocery store. We talk about it all the time. Between both of our reward program EVIC uh, memberships, Christina, how much money do you think we've probably saved? Between $800 and $850 for the year. Everyone hear that? 800 to 850 U.S. dollars for the year. That's three car payments, usually. For some people, that's a rent payment. For those of you out there that own your own home, that's part of your mortgage. And it wasn't hard to do. That would actually be my parents' mortgage and then money left over. Yes. Yes. And I'm sorry, but if I sound shocked because, Christina, look at my face. Am I shocked when I say that? Yeah. Everyone, we've been telling you, we've been preaching it, we've been evangelizing it. Jump on the bandwagon. And I'm not trying to be rude, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but this stuff really works. And that's what we're trying to say. It really works. This isn't an infomercial. It's not, a, it's not an attaboy for me, and it's not a, a, a promotion of the project. But this stuff works, people. And we mean it when we say it. So go out there and sign up for your rewards programs. We're going to continue to do what we do because we're committed to you. Even though we're a little blunt, like I said, I don't want to get too serious about the boneheaded week of war with people with turn signals, but please learn to frickin' drive, people. And yes, I said the word frickin', I apologize. Um, that's not an explicit content item, is it, Christina? No. Good. <laughs> okay. And just thinking about it with at least the Harris Teeter, because we go through four grocery store ads a weekend. Good point. For the year, I might have spent a total of four to five hours. To save that much money. Yes, and if you actually break down the savings per hour of my time for the whole year, 
that's, I'm making $160 an hour just by going through ads. True, if you break it down to those four or five hours for the entire year. Yes. Yeah. Between two, I'm making 160 to $200 per hour just for going through ads. Now, how much is your time worth? Well, it's the same thing. Also, let's, think, let's, let's talk about this as well, just really quick, again, on the savings side. I mentioned at the top of this episode, everybody, that I have a new niece, and I have a half-brother. And he and his girlfriend, who have had now this seven-month-old baby, are struggling. They are struggling. I talked to my brother, and, and I don't mean to embarrass him, um, and I, I'm going to maintain a kind of a, an obscurity here in a comment, but I heard my brother say that they had under a couple hundred dollars in the bank. And I'm sorry, everybody, but if you're sitting at that point in your life and you need to write the ship here, write the ship, and we're here to help you. Um, those of you with a family, how much of your time is this worth to help your family? You know, Christine and I are young. We have no children of any kind, neither of us. And we made the switch early enough to make things happen for ourselves. Please do it for yourselves as well. Do it for yourselves. Do it for your family. And just do it for yourself, period. You know how good we feel when we save money? Every time we walk out of a grocery store or any time we buy a Groupon or any time that we take advantage of an offer, we feel good because we're able to maintain what we have and move forward and still enjoy a good time and actually get out, be social, etc. So I guess my point is we're not here to make anyone feel bad. We're just here to help you out and kind of push you in that direction. So $850 or so a year in, in grocery store savings at one store is not yeah. too terribly bad. Yeah, and that was just one <coughs> store. That doesn't include what we've switched over to equivalent but more cost-effective products. That's true. That's very true. And something else we've been able to do is uh, incorporate more of a generic model into certain products that we buy. Mm-hmm. Um, certain things I will not skimp on, though, like decent beer. I won't do that. And again, those quick drink reviews are going to be coming back in 2016, everybody. <laughs> so there are things that we will adjust and things that we won't. And I, I think the point that I think we're trying to make out of this whole discussion in terms of why we do what we do is we're willing to do things, and we're willing to look at our lives at every point. We've done it quite a bit this year with the project, and it's helped us do this, and really examine our lives and say, what can we make better? And also, like, not just another way of switch and save, we um, I probably know we have a Keurig 2.0 in the office. We switched from a general coffee maker to the Keurig. And since we found the little brew and safe, so we can make the same quality coffee through the brew and save with only using half the amount of coffee. Well, well that's true. But here's the thing. With this Keurig 2.0, everybody, everyone's aware of the gimmick K-Cups, right? Unfortunately, because there are now DRM, or, or basically a scanned dot, or a scanned uh, code on every K-Cup now, due to a monopoly by, by Keurig, which is ridiculous, mind you. It's just a small opinion, everybody. What we were able to do is we started making coffee in carafes, or the pot of coffee that comes with the Keurig 2.0, which didn't come with our Keurig 1.0, but we are able to use this this contraption, the brew and save, to Christina's point, we're able to use less coffee, we're able to use better quality coffee, and with a simple rinse, we're able to, of course, brew pots of coffee with less coffee, same quality as a K-cup, but much, much cheaper in terms of making a pot of coffee instead of using an individual K-cup. Make the small adjustments, everybody. It really, really works, and um, riding the ship is very easy to do. It's um, very much a, a small incremental improvement model. You shave a little bit off here, a little bit there, you take the block, 
of marble that is the Fruitless Nails project that we started back in April of this year, and you keep chiseling away at it at the end of the year, I guess my point is we now have a sculpture that's almost complete. But we can't do it without you, so we do appreciate you continuing to listen to uh, this show every single week. Um, is there anything else you want to add, Christina, for the year in review, or do we think we can wrap this up? I think we're good. All right, everybody. Again, um, you can check us out at FrugalSnobs.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com, FrugalSnobs, on Twitter at Twitter.com, FrugalSnobs, at FrugalSnobs, or using the hashtag FrugalSnobs to keep the discussion going. You can check out all the images from all of our content at Tumblr by going to FrugalSnobs.tumblr.com, and, of course, checking out all the short-form content or the video version of this particular show by going to videos, that's V-I-D-E-O-S, FrugalSnobs.com, which will take you to our YouTube channel. All right, everybody, until next time, and in episode 34, we'll be featuring Taylor Elwood, a life and business coach. This is JustinFrugalSnobs.com, along with Christina. Thank you for joining us, Christina. It's rare that we uh, get you on more of a full-length episode of this show. She keeps doing what she does, folks. Get out there. Make things happen for yourselves. We're looking forward to 2016. Be well. Never pay retail. Take care, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Hope everyone enjoyed episode 33, although it was a blunt episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Now, Christina and I are sitting here actually talking here in the studio, and we thought that there might be some backlash as to our bluntness on the episode. But I did want to give a, a couple of items here just as a, a podcast extra. First, I don't want anyone to think that we were being rude. That's not our intent. Our intent is to be honest with everyone. We do what we do with a purpose. And we do what we do with reckless abandon. We live the frugal snobs lifestyle. It's how we live. It's not how we think. It's how we live. So if you don't agree with some of the things that we've said or some of the points we've made, we apologize you feel that way, but we're not going to apologize for what we do and how we live in terms of our beliefs and, and, and being better always. That's all we're trying to do is basically push that forward. Now, one other item I did want to mention, um, actually two, the first is a bit of a deal um, of the week, so to speak, or, or a general deal. Um, any of you out there that, that, that fraternize and patronize, so to speak, uh, local pizza chains, um, in Northern Virginia, for example, we have a lot of deals that are around when our local sports teams win games or score beyond a certain point. And in this case, Christine and I are going to enjoy today a deal from Papa John's where, with the Redskins being in town, of course, every time the Redskins score a touchdown, I believe you get a free topping. Is that correct, Christina? Correct. And if the Redskins win, they double the toppings, right? Absolutely. So, for example, today we're going to have an awesome pizza from Papa John's due to the Redskins win last night over the Eagles. And actually, it's going to be a decent pizza because we'll be getting a very much a loaded pizza for very little because of all the toppings and also the win. There's also deals out there, I believe, for the Washington Wizards and the Capitals as well. Now... If you're not in the D.C. metro area, I'm sure that the, the franchises near you, whether they be Pizza Hut, Papa John's, etc., will probably have deals for your local sports teams. So if you live in a city with professional uh, sports teams, you might want to check that out just as, a, just as a little bit of an option for you. Now, the last time I wanted to get to is New Year's resolutions. We're heading up very quickly on the New Year, and we as the Frugal Snobs have uh, some very um, straightforward New Year's resolutions. I know with mine... My resolution will be to improve the experience of this show for everyone and get the project to move forward, but I also have some career goals as well. Christina, what is your New Year's resolution this year? Just to get in better shape. I mean, this year was a good starting point. 
and things are really starting to move forward, but it's just keep the ball rolling. Well, I think from my point of view, when it comes down to it, it's my bluntness again speaking, but it's my honesty. Everyone makes these New Year's resolutions typically, and they never keep them. Keep your resolutions, people. It makes you feel better, and it gets you to accomplish something. You know, it's interesting. In my life, there have been certain points where I've dealt with people that will feel intimidated because of a job or because of a person they've met or a dating situation. or I mean, it's certain life situations. And the thing that I tell people is, for the love of God, it's too bad that somebody has too good of a job or they have too good of health or they work too hard to be successful. God forbid you do the same thing, right? <laughs> so it's kind of a blunt way of saying you should be doing the things that you say you're going to do and you should always finish what you start. I've said it before on the show. New Year's resolutions are no different. So at any rate, I don't mean to be blunt, but we're just being honest with everybody. We really do have a focus for 2016. Our commitment is still the same to every one of you out there who listen to this show. We really do appreciate it. Happy and safe New Year, everybody. Be well. Never pay retail. And we wish you a happy, snobby New Year. We'll be back with you in episode 34. Be well. Never pay retail. Take care.